0: Well, the news is generally positive. U.S. durable goods orders were a little less than expected, though. Some of that could be because of supply issues. But Bloomberg's survey of economists has most now expecting the Fed to taper bond purchases sooner. Uh, but we don't expect to see much of that in the Fed when they talk on Thursday. An earnings season is in full force with Tesla any moment now. It's Tuesday, the 27th of April, 2021. It's the morning call from Nap. Good morning. Well, a slight like falling the US dollar, which uh, lost uh, early in the session, made it up a bit, then lost some again. That's the way it works, isn't it? Except it didn't work that way for the Aussie dollar, which was up then up a bit more. And it's up about 0.8% right now. The Canadian dollar also up 0.6%. They are the two biggest moves on stocks. The NASDAQ is up over 0.8%. The S&P 500 up 03 But the Dow is down a bit. But mid-caps and small-caps doing better. The S&P 600 up 1.8%. The Russell 2000 is up 1.3%. Much smaller moves. In Europe, though, the FTSE 100 is up a third of 1%, less than that on uh, the euro stocks. And small moves in bond yields, just one basis point up for 10 year treasury. Small moves across Europe, too, but generally yields have risen a tiny bit. Uh, and oil falling, Brent down 0.8%, but co- uh, copper, if you want a, t- a sign of where things are heading, up 2.3%, $444 a pound, which is the highest it's been for a decade. Uh, something else which is in demand, not just copper, uh, we got a double dose of Gavin Friend this week, Senior Market Strategy now in london did you know you're on twice this week gavin or was this news to you yeah <laughs> i didn't know actually <laughs> well there we are yeah, that's all right. so look it's interesting isn't it? we're back on track for stocks all indicators are pointing to growth as i said copper is going up not sure about oil though that's heading the other way so presumably there's an expectation that demand is going to pick up for copper it's going with the recovery is gathering momentum uh And yet, as we were saying yesterday, later this week, the Fed will again say we've got to be patient.
1: You know, it's it's not happening that fast. Well, I think that's good morning. That's part of the story, isn't it? I mean, we've got a broadly supportive uh, market backdrop. Um, U.S. stocks um, fell last week for the first week in uh, what four or five weeks. Um, But you know, we're back on track. The global inflation trade seems to be pushing on. Europe is getting into its uh, into its gears now in terms of the vaccination rollout. The economic data is broadly supportive. Earnings, we're into earnings season. Q1 earnings so far, most S and P companies have been uh, have beaten their estimates. We've got um, the big hitters on the tech side, Tesla. Microsoft and Alphabet this uh, in, in, in shortly um, overnight. We heard that, um, that, that you know, contrary to what perceived wisdom really was, China is urging the five largest lenders to boost loans to SMEs by some thirty percent. And I think to your point about the Aussie up on the day and copper. Copper is obviously tied to the global reflation trade. The comments out of China have given an extra boost to you know China growth. Uh, 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 ch- China growth um, speculation and that's boosted uh, iron ore prices, so that's a hit, yeah, a nice prop there for the Aussie dollar. I mean, all of this, this w- it's a big week. This week, we've got the Fed, we've got Q1 GDP out of the US and Europe, um, the BOJ, OPEC meetings, earnings, and I think all of this is just playing to um, you know the inflation trades back on. You know, at, 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 as far as the Aussie is concerned to your point about we're not going to hear anything different from Jerome Powell that's absolutely right and I think that just underpins the story doesn't it that um, the Fed is going to be patient it knows growth a growth spurt is coming it knows an inflation spurt is coming but it is prepared to look through that higher inflation because it believes or the the heavy the, the heavy hitters on the Fed believe that after um, a hump inflation will settle back down again and the the Fed has got time and so you know, that 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 just helps that that global reflation trade. Currencies outside of the dollar should be doing quite well anyway in that environment. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, when you look at inflation, you can see their point, can't you? Because there will be a whole load of supply chain problems that will be pushing prices up. So an example is uh, in the US, Bloomberg is reporting today rising food commodity prices, crop prices in other words, in the US because first of all, they've got big demand obviously coming from China. They've got concerns about the drought, drought as well. Uh, but also Also, you know, uh, just a general shortage of supply. And I think that's also partially accounting for the, I know a big part of it was cancellation of Boeing orders, but also part of why the US durable goods orders didn't do quite so well, because there's a shortage of chips. So that slowed the production of computers and technology.
1: Yes, that's true. And so if you look at those durable goods orders, a bit of a miss on the the headline, a miss also on the, X um, aircraft or X transportation thing, and if you look at the uh, what the market tends to focus on now in terms of this report, it's um, it's capital goods, X air non defence capital goods. They rose zero point nine percent on the month, um, below a, a, an estimate of one point seven percent. Uh, there were some better revisions, less negative, um, but I think to your part about chips, that's it's, it's well understood. We also had today the German EFO survey. This is this business, well respected business sentiment survey. It covers nearly eight thousand companies, um, and so it's a kind of a fuller version of the kind of PMIs, if you if you will. Um, and at the headline level, we saw <clears throat> the business climate um, tick up to ninety six point eight from ninety six point six. Um, uh, not quite as high as the consensus estimate, but still pushing on its best level since 2019. Current conditions because of things like strong orders on the manufacturing side, again, ticking up a little bit. But the disappointment came strangely in the forward-looking area where there was a slight decline. Uh, It sounds rather counterintuitive when you think that part of the reason for that was uh, gloom and doom over on new gloom and doom over the the, the situation with the virus. You'd have think you'd have thought going forward, <clears throat> given the vaccination rollout is getting back on track now, that there'd be a bit more optimism going forward. I think it just tells us a bit about you know how far and how fast this thing has come. But to your point about semiconductors—that was the other problem. Forty-five percent of respondents in this huge survey in the manufacturing sector now fear. Um, supply issues, particularly with uh, semiconductors and chips and those kinds of things, and it's becoming a real issue. So for these guys, their order the books are full. It's not. It's not a demand issue. It's it's supply. Yeah,
0: which will push prices up, obviously. So <clears throat> hence the hence the concern about temporary inflation. The other thing about the speed of recovery, I had a look at the, uh, you know, that Google mobility report, which tells us how many people are going to work and going to other people's houses and going to shops and all that sort of stuff. Uh, so for the UK and America, and I think it's pretty similar in Europe, it's very different for Australia. The visits to workplaces are still 33% lower than they were before the pandemic. In Australia, it's about 6%. So it's very different in Australia, because obviously, you know, we've controlled COVID-19 so well so far. But people are not getting fully back into the workplace, and that will slow down the recovery, you would have thought, unless we've all found this magnificent way of being just as productive working at home, even if they work in a, a factory production line, which seems a bit unlikely. So anyway, we'll keep on watching the numbers and seeing how that uh, whether that slows recovery. So it is quiet today, though, isn't it? Bank of Japan today. Uh, have you got anything to say about that? I know Asahi Nagushi uh, is uh, voting for the first time. He's a bit of a reflationist. He's not going to make any change today, is he? But if uh, he'll be pushing hard for stimulus, if they need more easing, it's curious. Of course, Japan. I mean, they've got massive rising cases there. I can't believe they're still holding the Olympics because there are a sharp rise in infections happening there right now.
1: Uh, they they do. But, um, it, you know, it, it, it isn't the tragedy that we're, that we're seeing unfolding before our eyes in India at the moment. And that's the watchword. You've got uh, President Biden uh, joining up now with the UK, Germany and France in trying to get uh, some equipment out to uh, India. You know, they need they need oxygen. They need um, hospital facilities, PP equipment. You know, um, test kits, ventilators, anything they can get hold of. Really, I mean, there is an offer of um, of vaccinations, but of course, you know, ironically, India is one of those countries that has huge vaccination, um, or sorry, has huge vaccine production uh, capability. <clears throat> that isn't that isn't the issue. That isn't going to help them in the short term. They need hospital equipment. They need ventilators. They need oxygen. That kind of stuff um and it can't come quick enough quick enough for that country and do you th- um, and, and do you think that from the united states because i mean there's, you know
0: we are looking at uh, in, infections in other parts of the world particularly india now is that taking the the, the focus off the recovery in, in the west is for example is it going to be harder because of that for for joe biden to be putting resources to uh, to try and get America back on track. I mean,
1: you know, he's a concerned global citizen. Maybe he should be thinking more about other places. Well, I think it does focus minds around the world, you know, the COVAX system in terms of is the developed world doing enough to help the emerging world, the the emerging countries? I mean, it's certainly an issue that needs addressing, but the numbers are so staggering. You know, with with India now multiple days of over 300,000 new cases and are not peaking uh, yet um, it's difficult to know, you know, what you can do, and it just reminds you about, you know, how the situation can go out of control very quickly if you don't, if you don't, if you don't, um, you know, um, get a lid on it. Yeah, get a lid on it. But I mean, at the same time, you know, you, you, you talk about. I don't think it's going to unravel the process that we've got uh, for the recovery elsewhere. And y- y- you might, you might have said that this, this just just means that. Um, country by country, you know, we'll get on top of it, but there won't be much international travel. And yet today we had EU Commission President Ursula von der Leyen announcing – that she would welcome US tourists and UK tourists and other over the summer months. Uh, anybody that's had their double dose of vaccines or been fully vaccinated would be welcome to go to you know, spend some money and boost the tourist industry in Europe this year. She hasn't given a date yet on this, so you can't actually go and book, book your tickets yet, you book your flights yet. Um, and it's got to but- be a two-way
0: thing. You could go from Britain to Europe uh, where the, you know, the numbers might be quite high and find that you've got a uh, self you know You have your two-week holiday followed by two weeks uh, <laughs> sitting in... In the bedroom when you get back, so you know it's yeah. uh, you know th- th- there's all that to contend with as well. Look, today uh, it's quite light data-wise, isn't it? We've got the Conference Board consumer confidence Readout tonight, otherwise, and uh, Aussie CPI tomorrow morning, and of course, you know, as we've talked about the FRMC on Thursday, and you've you've mentioned a big week for corporate earnings. We've got Tesla any moment now, uh, Microsoft and Alphabet, I think, are tomorrow, aren't they? After the close tomorrow, but uh, lots of numbers uh, to look out for in the corporate and, uh, world.
1: And don't forget uh, Joe Biden's uh, America fan. Family- yeah, uh, on Thursday or Wednesday address to Congress on thir- on, we- on Wednesday, where he will be giving us a bit more detail. We hope on the infrastructure spending plan. And today on that, um, his uh, one of his economic advisors has been downplaying, if you like, uh, the one million uh, the tax on uh, those earning uh, over a million dollars a year, um, saying that this would really only target something like three tenths of US. Earning households something like half a million uh, Americans, um, you know, seemingly trying to da- downplay uh, this, uh, this, this as the Biden administration does. You know, um, uh, get a bit of p- negative pushback even from some Democrats in terms of getting. Yeah. There's lots of politics to pl- plans through. Yeah, lots of politics to play there, isn't there? That's for sure.
0: Okay, we'll leave it there for yeah. now. Great talk, Gamin, and uh, yes, we'll talk to you later on in the week. Yeah, thanks, Phil. Look forward to it. Thanks. And that's how things are this Tuesday morning. I'm Phil Dobby for NAB. Back again tomorrow morning, bright and early. See you then. Have a great day.